There's always a plan B. Welcome to Cheap Podcast, episode number twenty-six. Lucky number twenty-six. Yes, uh, this is the. <laughs> well, that's unlucky. It's two thirteens. Oh. Mm-hmm. Whoa! Hashtag Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> this is the uh, the payback episode. Um, I am uh, Dave. I'm Dave Mel Gibson Rudden. Chris Blutista. Come on, come on! We waited to do that for like half an hour. Uh, I'm Henry Gilbert, and I got three words for you. We're taking over. Uh, my grim. <laughs> what a dick! We just watched Payback 2014. Mm-hmm. I think it really went way above expectations because yeah, yes. it had it, it, it had, had no expectations. Had, yeah. Did you say it had two cards that they had hadn't even revealed? They had two matches. Two that matches. Were announced. Yeah. And uh, the fact that two of the biggest matches were reruns mm-hmm. from the previous mm-hmm. month. Uh, and, like, this was, within our circle of friends, this was the least excited anybody's been on a pay-per-view since pre-Rumble. Yeah, like, it's the least uh, attended. I, I was, low uh, turnout. I blame Chris's unpopularity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably going to put to do with it. Uh, I I mean, was, nobody wants to associate with someone who's unemployed. Yeah, Is that the case? Yeah, I feel like I'm employed. It's a bring down. <laughs> it it rubs off time. on you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, well, the, the Mario block, uh, block Cardi doesn't count as a job? <laughs> Gotta plug that again. And the hat that you had uh, like uh, with uh, with change in it was really unbecoming when we all I couldn't in. afford pencils. <laughs> <laughs> but we could, we could afford the WWE Network and WWE. Uh, I mean, who can't? It's an affordable rate. It's only it $9.99 per month. Mm-hmm. And you know what's my favorite beverage? Diet Mountain Dew. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, if you guys... It's the only diet would do it, Mike Grimm. It's, that's 100% correct. I bet if the listeners wanted to do Dave a favor, they would tell him that they would sign up through that program so they could oh, give yeah. Dave $25. Yeah. Yeah. So of WWE bucks? Is that yeah. what happens? Buy all the Dolph Ziggler shirts I want. <laughs> I was saying that you could live off the beef jerky that uh, JR's BBQ beef jerky is on there. We, we could own every uh, cardboard cutout of the shield and put uh, them yeah. in the kitchen. <laughs> you could burn them for warmth. <laughs> <laughs> I am sad that we never went through with that as a, a birthday gift for Chris. Yeah, it's that was, Is that going to happen? <laughs> we were going to buy a huge Dean Ambrose like, stay beef <laughs> that's like five foot tall and then just... Put it in the kitchen. Uh, wow, I'm not even loved enough to get a gag gift. Fuck you guys. <laughs> All right, so uh, as we usually do after pay-per-views, let's let's go through the card and uh, talk about our reactions to each match. So the first was 
Uh, El Torito versus Hornswoggle. Best of the night. Mm. <laughs> it was a messy match and the one that we had the worst uh, stream yeah. streaming with. Though that was on the 360 once we went to the Expo. I, yeah, that's a good good consumer tip. For whatever reason, WWE Network on 360 did not work half as well it's as the Xbox on the One Network. Is you know, it? Yeah. And this is post-patch. Like, they patched no, that's, it. That's a brand new Xbox, too. So, like... There's not, you know, it, my, my biggest question is, what? I wonder what the experience is like for people unlike us that stream everything through game consoles that have dedicated, like, Roku boxes or whatever. Yeah. Do you think it's perfect all the time? No, I can't. No, those, those, the interfaces and UI and Roku boxes are terrible. And I think Dave right. was even saying, like, the, the, the feed on a PC yeah. is kind of shitty, yeah. too. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, like, every time I capture a clip, I have to use my iPad because mm. the PC is just, like, it's useless. Huh. Mm. But, anyway, the actual match from the pre-show... Mm. Was not as good as the WLC match, and yeah. and but he uh, had a little Jordan number on because he was in Chicago. And it was such a, I mean, it was just so telegraphed that like, yeah, they're not going to yeah. take off El Torito's mask. But they so did. Of course, it's yeah, the old double mask trick. I love seeing that old favorite brought up, but <laughs> that hoary old trope. Yeah. <laughs> but and then just man, the cutting the hair takes so long. That's a problem with a hair match. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't you say it, it's, that happened in another match and they threw to a video package while the <laughs> yeah, hair WrestleMania was twenty. It was Victoria versus Molly Holly. In uh, the match was title versus hair. Molly Holly had lost a lot of matches against her, and she said if she lost this one, she would get her head shaved. And then when it happened, uh, like she started, Victoria started shaving Molly's hair, and then it like went to a video package for the next match. And then as the guys <laughs> were coming out for their next match. Victoria was finishing it, so it at least like got rid of most of the weight of seeing hair. Get they didn't even get finished Hornswoggle. He got the full like Larry David, Hans Gruber, yeah. Allen, and like, <laughs> just left. It well, there. the show had to start. They had, had to, start. when they shaved Vince's head, mm-hmm. they went all out. Like they, you didn't. It didn't stop until and he was completely bald. That's all I could think of with a look uh, on Hornswoggle's face. No, no. Enough! Uh, like, relax. Everybody's, yeah, everybody's had, not everybody's been DDT'd, but yeah. everybody's had a haircut. Mm-hmm. We know what this feels like. It doesn't oh, hurt. It's embarrassing. He doesn't want to lose all of his hair. But he it's loves also like, hair. you don't know how you look. Like, what if you look good with your exactly. hair Man. Exactly. Well, I don't know. As a member of three-man band, I think it's important he has long, <laughs> rocker-style yeah, hair. Exactly. I always forget that they have, like, Jinder Mahal as one of the three-man band. That is I the most random it. pairing of yeah. jobbers, I think, in the history of the WWE. I like that it's multinational. There's, like, the hick... The Indian guy and the and the what is he Scottish Scottish, Scottish yeah. okay yeah and they all love music so much that they have to team together hey, well you know that's an underlying message I can get and they them. love losing to old men yes <laughs> the, and uh, it was weird that like during the match they would do like the like the suicide dives and it would happen when it was like one three MB guy and one uh, Matadores guy were you watching this on the bus you were not here. No, no, I got here right right as the match started. Okay, okay. There was just there were many situations in that match when people did suicide dives onto like groups where it was like you're hurting just as many people on your team as you are on the other team. Well, suicide dive, you know. And the Japanese have a name for that. (laughs) Whenever I see three man band, I'm reminded of how mean Flo Rida was to uh, (laughs) uh, to Drew McIntyre. No, not to Drew Matt, the other one. He's yeah. Slater. He's Slater, yeah. That like at, at WrestleMania twenty nine, do you guys remember? Or of twenty you. no twenty eight. So they had a backstage segment where Heath Slater was comes up to Flo Rider and he's like, Hey man, Flo Rider, you're so cool. And like the the plot was supposed to be that Heath Slater was too too in his face and then Flo Rider would be justified in shoving him. But instead like Heath Slater just shows up and he goes like 
hey man, Flowrider, you're pretty cool. You know, I'm a rock star too. And and then Flowrider shoves him as hard as he can, and like like Heath Slater slams against the wall. Like he's so <laughs> violent looking, and, and Flowrider just looked like an asshole. Is he the the fellow like, who did the Hangover song, the Right Round Baby? Spin me right around. No, no, no one. All right. I'm I'm sorry. Credit sequence of Hangover. I do like how Henry's affronted at some a, a portrayal <laughs> of violence in the WWE. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, but the guy, by a non wrestler. Yeah, I guess. So. Flowrider was looking like the heel there. He was supposed to be the good. You know, guy. he plays stiff. Flowrider is known. You know, <laughs> yeah. in the Japanese market. He uh... he's very much in the strong style. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> sorry, it's the Ice Machine. Oh, <laughs> oh, I feel. <laughs> The Ice Machine, which is uh, the next WWE wrestler. No. Yeah. <laughs> he he comes through the wall and trips. <laughs> oh, the new wrestler. Keep going. Uh, speaking want... of strong style, the next match was Sheamus versus Cesaro. Weird ending, but a good match. I never thought of Sheamus as the old the old guard until mm-hmm. like he came out and started battling someone like Cesaro. I'm like, I, I don't have any affection for this guy, but I know he's a known entity. I mean, he hasn't been around that I think he started, like, 2009, 2010. Mm-hmm. But he is of the, of the like, the Cena cut. Where but everybody like, in the uh, last year been watching is sort of, like, two to three years in. Yeah. And Sheamus has been around for a while. There's a lot of new guys in there now while Sheamus is, like, old guard, and he's good at putting people over, but... Sheamus looks way too strong. Like, Cesaro, this should be Cesaro's ascendancy. He didn't need mm-hmm. to win that belt, because honestly, like, the U.S. title is a curse for him. I mean, Sheamus just won with a easy cradle, which... Uh, yeah. Small package. A small package. Sorry, yeah, cradle's different. Yeah, it was a small package. That's what the ladies call me, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you see a small package, it's always those... It's the win that protects the bad guy, where it looks like, ah, oh, he just got lucky. Like, he didn't yeah. hit him with his finisher and then pin him. Like, yeah. it's how... If you watch... <clears throat> Old, old, old footage of how somebody would win the world title, yeah. which would only happen like once every two years or something. It was almost always in a small cradle. Like it was never, yeah. never the guy definitively submitting to a move or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, like a steamboat won it that way. Bret Hart. Why, why is that? Beat. It's well, the way Henry made it described it was that so it, it well it covers you. It projects the the other person from really looking like a loser because they yeah. were caught off guard. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. They were caught off guard, and it's kind of sneaky. Mm-hmm. It's not the best way for a good guy to win. Like yeah. a good guy should hit you with their finisher, and then which just, is attitude adjustment, yeah. and then pin you clean. Yeah, yeah. and exactly. that's how he wins every time because America. Yeah. <laughs> and so if he can't do that, then it's like, well, then the the heel wasn't completely finished, yeah. which was how it was for Cesaro. It does suck to see Cesaro lose. Like he was on kind of a winning streak, murdering Jack Swagger and all mm-hmm. that, but. Mm. Onwards making and uppercut gifts. I actually can't even remember the last time I saw a, a small package win a match. It's always mm. either a like standard finisher, more of a schoolboy. Schoolboy, yeah, like yeah. the roll up. Like every stupid wrestler, like oh, somebody's theme plays. Let me look at the entrance way, and then I get rolled up. <laughs> and somehow they that keeps them down for three. Yeah. Like, yeah, the one of my favorites of that, like the classic of that, was it was the run up to WrestleMania 19, and the Rock is facing Hurricane Helms uh. in a match, and then all of a sudden, crash! Dinner, dinner, and here's here's Stone Cold staring down the Rock, and the Rock's like, "Stone Cold, you get your ass back there!" And then, boom! Hurricane rolls him up. One, two, three. Hurricane got a win on the Rock. Wow! <laughs> in a fuck finish, like, right, right, totally. Right. But still, Hurricane can, Hurricane Helms can say, "I beat the Rock." Mm-hmm. Uh, so moving on to the next match, Ryback-Soul versus uh, the Brotherhood. Forgot that happened. Yeah, that was pretty bad. That was so sad because 
that the Rhodes brothers hadn't been storyline used at all. Yeah. It's so weeks. weird to me. It seems like it writes itself, and then it yeah. just dwindled and died, and now that's over. Well, they had their yeah. They they had. <laughs> it was very modern. The breakup. Mm-hmm. Well, they you had, deserve a better partner. <laughs> they had a I brother. Remember you. They had a great three month run, and then mm-hmm. one, after they lost the title, they were just losers. Yeah, and, like, for sure. And so then once they were in storyline, they just became jobbers. And once they were in storyline stuff of like, man, we're the brothers. The brotherhood's here, man. And you <laughs> knew they were going to lose. Though I thought Cody was going to go like take a heel turn on, on Gold Dust, Or maybe Gold Dust would turn. It wouldn't be Cody just going like, I'm not good enough, man. And leave. Like, I think that hurts Cody in the long Like, Gold Dust should be saying that to Cody. Yes, agreed. As much as I love Gold Dust, he is in his twilight years as yeah. far as a wrestling career is concerned. Mm-hmm. And Cody is the one who is clearly a really good wrestler who can do good things and mm-hmm. is not bad at cutting a promo. And the <laughs> WWE is like, I don't know what to do with this guy. Uh, He's covered in brown sprinkles. We can't use him. <laughs> Throw him in like low mid card matches and yeah. have him just lose. And it's like, okay, fine. Cody is, as Chris pointed out, the one who doesn't look like Bobby Hill. Bobby. Damn! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Also, when I saw uh, Cody Rhodes in that leather trench coat thing he was wearing, I was like, it's a new Dragon Age character. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad that Ryback's won because their combined theme is way better than the, the Rhodes uh, Brothers' combined theme. Well, it's because the Rhodes Brothers have no theme. I fucking hate Ryback's. I think they're terrible. I don't like either of I'm them like, as wrestlers. And I, I like that idea. It's like the bully and the bully's like... Yeah, me friend. too. Yeah, Butch. <laughs> Let's get him. You tell him. Yeah, I guess that's. It's true. like Scud Farkas and Grover Dill from a Christmas story. <laughs> Look at that! <laughs> Holy oh, shit! Wow. Well, wait a minute. You saw. Well, you're the biggest I, Christmas I, story fan. I watched that movie annually, so. Mm-hmm. I, and you saw a musical of it not too oh, long God ago. God damn! That was a terrible <laughs> Have you musical. Seen the, 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 the sequel with Daniel Stern. Uh, there's a summer story, and then there, that. and then there's a Christmas story too, mm-hmm. which I also watched. Which <laughs> they but they both suck equally. Mm. I like summer story. Uh, <laughs> it was like he went from like wanting a uh, a, a big right, top, yeah, big. What he went from wanting a BB gun to a top. Yeah, you know, I wanted to win. This was a top to beat all tops. Oh God, this is top. A good Glenn Shepard impression. Yeah, yeah. this is top. <laughs> God, if he was still alive, he, there should be a wrestler who doesn't talk but is narrated by Glenn Shepard. That'd be cool. I just wanted to win. What was heavyweight the next match? title so bad? <laughs> also, old timey was a uh, the USA versus Russia match. Yeah, uh, yeah. Rusev versus Big. I'm telling B. you, it's not as old timey. If you saw those pictures of Vladimir Putin shirtless riding a horse this week, it should have struck fear in the heart of every patriot. <laughs> you know who else makes that argument, but not ironically? What? Fox News. No <laughs> I love them glaring at each other while waving flags yeah. across yeah. the arena. Like mm-hmm. that was cool. And then Rusev pretty much beat him like fair and square. Yeah, Just like, there was very little there. Big E had been was being set up as like a world title contender. I would also know? like you guys were mentioning like the current gimmick is I'm beating all the black wrestlers in the WWE, and That's he just, just beat the most yeah. prominent one with no fanfare and crush didn't crush him. He beat him clean, and he, it's like. Why the fuck are you doing this? He like, did beat up Hacksaw Jim Duggan, so that's okay. at least one white man that I know. <laughs> right. that and Zach, Zach Ryder. Oh, and Zach Ryder, so see. Yeah. And it's a bummer, because I kind of like Rusev as a character, and is a yeah. big fucking bruisery kind of yeah. guy. He's but, going places. Yeah. And, and, Lana, and I like Big E a lot, though, too. Big E's mm-hmm. fucking great. And yeah. I wish I Big E would get to be as funny, like Dave said a million times. He's yes. so much funnier on Twitter. 
But yeah, Lana's hot stuff. Like I, I did mm. love that she yeah. just turned around in part mm. of her intro. Like, well, just let me turn around. I did make a mention. Uh, what you guys were saying earlier, like it's insane watching this because it's a Russian gimmick, which is Cold War up into yeah. the '80s even. And I'm looking at the crowd and I see five guys in Hulkamania shirts and two guys dressed up like <laughs> yeah! Macho Man. And I'm like, time has come to a standstill. <laughs> the Lana is totally the Russian Deborah. Like she is exactly yeah. Deborah. I think she's probably going for the Bridget Nielsen and Rocky. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. Four. She's supposed to be Regina yeah. Nielsen, but the the a movie biz- most of the WWE audience at this point has probably not seen. <laughs> but the you think bi- so? Rocky Four, Young Kids, mm. no the way. business suit with cleavage is totally that was yeah, that's, well, that's that's classic. I mean, well, that's I want her in more gifts than Paul Heyman from here on out. Yeah, you know. <laughs> were- also, we were laughing at the fact that when she was screaming, there was no Russian accent. <laughs> <laughs> she was just yelling at Rusev, and it's like, "Hey, get back in there, Rusev! Come on, <laughs> get back in there, governor!" <laughs> but there were, there you were- said you would take me to the Red Lobster after the match. Come on, <laughs> there were a couple of very non-PG zoom-ins on her. Oh, I yeah, absolutely. In fact, when they did the replay, she was bent over with her cleavage out, like, slamming the thing, yeah. and they, for no reason, just replayed Well, it was to show like, her, she put up her fist in the air, and it was her going, like, yes, kill him, put <laughs> him in the move. Like, That's her turning on the Rusev microchip. But it was, yes. it was oh, yeah. in that moment. <laughs> I realized I haven't had sex in a long time. And I think that's that's what was supposed to happen. <laughs> it was very much, I do like how she's basically the poison to his Hugo. Like mm. she just comes in there and whack and turns him off. And he's like, oh, yes. I don't have to wince at that anymore. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. And, and also, I like, Big E got killed. Like he even, he didn't even get to fight through that finisher that much. He was just yeah. like, one, two, three, tap out, tap mm-hmm. out, just, man. That's a that proves you're not a main eventer if you can't even tough out their their finisher. And it's like you gotta put up with her bit. intro speech, that whole mm-hmm. gimmick, and then lose, and he says nothing and loses quietly and cleanly. Yeah. And it's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, why doesn't he get a microphone? It's stupid. That guy is hilarious, like really hilarious, and mm-hmm. they don't do anything with him. And Grim, you brought up a a good next opponent for Rusev. He's beaten all of the black dudes in WWE. Mm-hmm. Cena. Cena, like, yeah. the only black guy left. Jesus. <laughs> well, if Cena is unoccupied, mm-hmm. is unoccupied now, if yeah. well, which we'll get to later, but I mean, it could be could be time for Rusev mm-hmm. to get up in that, mm. lose to John Cena, have his first <laughs> loss be against him. Well, John Cena's still caught up with his. Uh, is the Bray Wyatt next? Is this a nice transition I'm making? Here? No, I think there was no, another. Dang match. it! All right, it's my a- apologies. The non-match with uh, Bo Dallas versus Kofi Kingston. Ah, uh, yes. The what surprise. the fuck was that? that was Why? I, I am a believer. Yeah, I like I his am. gimmick a lot. It's like mm. Andrew W.K. I thought he was... Like, we've had so many fucking Undertakers and Kane demons. Why not have the South Park Butters-esque angel yeah. who's we, nothing yeah. but pure positivity. <laughs> but he's a bad guy who thinks he's a good guy. Yeah. And just like, again, he held back the whole time during Kane beating the shit out of him. And then came in the ring and was just like... It's help. okay, guys. You just have to... Looks up. Smiles to the crowd. <laughs> Bowley. He came in, did his gimmick, did not wrestle. Yeah. Watched someone else yeah. get beaten and wow. did his gimmick again. And I'm like, who booked this shit? It's great. Why uh, did Kane come I out? I wanted like, so much more. I wanted him to resurrect Kofi right yeah. there on the spot. Like, have healing powers. Yes, that would be a great gimmick. <laughs> Poor Kofi, right. though. He, like, he jobbed out and he didn't even, like, yeah. do anything. I did yeah. like how Kofi was in that cheap suit announcing <laughs> minutes before that match. It was just it's like, a, boom, strip it off, it, job. It did home. look like stage clothes. Like, Jay, let me just tear this off so I can get in my tights very quickly. Yes. Well, I was his just, suit was underneath that suit. Yeah. Yeah. 
I was reminded of how much like the wrestlers hate the dress code thing they have to do. Like they all have what? to. Whenever you're not wrestling, like if you're seen in public and as part of the crew, like you have to wear a suit. Are you kidding? You yeah. have to wear a dress. At the the least dressed down you can be is like a dress shirt and pants. Like the least nice dressed down you can be is in a fucking affliction t-shirt and jeans, like Jerry, Jerry fucking well, Lewis and a fanny pack. Well, so this is what I this is what I found out from reading. Bob Holly's book is that like they made exceptions for people where they said like well John Cena he's gotta live his gimmick he's gotta walk around in those things and then in comfy breezy jorts and then but well then Bob Holly said like okay what about my character I am a country bumpkin redneck like that's my character and they're like you're wearing a suit and he's mm. like but but you just said character like suit. You're wearing a barrel <laughs> and a frayed straw hat. <laughs> Kane had to wear a suit. Kane yeah. had to wear a suit. Everybody had to wear suits. But anyway. Well, he's stumping for Ron Paul, so. Now <laughs> well, I just love him in a suit. I've heard the squared circle guy, Dave Shoemaker, that he pointed out that like Kane is more scary in those slacks than yeah. he is dressed in his <laughs> yeah. costume. I swear, he, like, he does look like a, he, he reeks of an angry dad. Yeah, no, like he, that's exactly. It's two a.m. Somebody's fucking <laughs> with his car, and he's just running out of his bedroom to chase some dude off his lawn. And it's but I told you kids to go to sleep. God damn it! Look at Only these bills on the internet. Who was calling one nine hundred car? God damn this iOS bill is ridiculous. <laughs> Smurf berries. What the? <laughs> Get my belt. <laughs> Imagine Kane is your dad with this fucking belt just whipping your ass to buy $150 of premium currency at like Farmville. All right. All right. Uh, so that match sucked. I, I think at this point, maybe it was the mm. after the next match, but, but then they had the Daniel Bryan, uh, Stephanie McMahon. With, well, basically a match. Like I think... It took about yeah. as long as a match would. Yeah. But I still like... I was complaining right up until that like... Maybe I'm, it all I'm watching on the yeah. WD network is all this old classic shit with packages of things that I'd rather see, like yeah. drama occurring in front of the screen, even when you can't hit people, and that mm-hmm. never fucking happens to me. Whenever the rare occasions I watch Raw, but never happens on any pay per view, mm-hmm. and that was fine for me. An indication well, you of, hate Raw, or you've not enjoyed Raw when you I I don't like sports, period, and uh, especially on commercial television. Uh-huh. But just the amount of nothing that watching raw live yeah. is even like cutting away from people wrestling to commercials is, well that's why you should watch the wwe I know, the this Hulu week one. in wwe even we'll just cover like it it condenses everything that happened on raw and smackdown into a half hour show but will you find out what 3mb did no, not you're missing out on your three and B. You were totally behind you'll, on three and B activity. You'll only well, know about the four most important. I matches. think that was the thing we we're talking about. Is that the pace is so glacial, mm-hmm. yeah, because they have so much airtime to fill that it makes yeah. things the seemingly few people. They yeah. have a pretty big roster. It when seems you really it seems think like about that. it. Like, if but you it's like they even... underutilize dudes so badly. Like mm-hmm. all oh. these people talking, like Big E, Cody Rhodes, all these dudes that could easily have bigger gimmicks or bigger things to do and they do nothing with I them. I wish they... they could just go back to two brands. Like that was a good time. Like yeah. it gave people more space, but like SmackDown it's it's because the SmackDown's not on a network. Like it's not it is lesser to Raw. Mm. Like and so you can't have separate brands. It was clear. Well, I get I think it always was. SmackDown was less than Raw. Though Heyman made SmackDown the better show. When right. it was when it was Triple H's Raw Versus Heyman SmackDown with the SmackDown Six, which was Eddie Guerrero, Kurt Angle, uh, uh, <laughs> a lot of dead people Edge, in this roster. Edge and other Chavo, I think, was part of that, and Rey Mysterio. Like they were, they were SmackDown Six. You could put them in any combination; they have an amazing match, and mm-hmm. it was just so much fun to watch. 
But okay, but anyway, they. I never thought that. Well, one, I had read in articles that they were like silencing or kicking people out for chanting CM Punk. Mm-hmm. The look on like the look on Brian's face when it got chanted at him was priceless. Well, I cannot wait to see that. He gave the look on his face is like this is never supposed to happen to me. Well, <laughs> he's not supposed to get CM Punk. Yes, every right, they yeah. do it during other ones, but like I am the favorite. You guys aren't. Yeah. You guys should just be chanting my chant. And it's like, but it seems in his head it's like I never had to prepare how to deal with this. And he's like, wow. oh god. Well, oh, I think shit. I think the other thing is that like. Unless apparently, like Paul Heyman has permission to talk about CM Punk, but you're not even supposed to recognize CM Punk chance yeah. there. And so only Stephanie, she would be the person who would give permission. So when she hears, she's it, like she's the PR like, agent. Yeah. So when she hears wow. it, she's like, you know what? F this. I'm talking about CM Punk. And like, you get the feeling from reading the dirt sheets that Triple H and her are not happy with CM Punk for quitting. Like they they are not. Why would they be? Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, well, it's like when your street runs on geologic time. You know, it's <laughs> like you're moving an entire strata of the fucking earth, and it's yeah. like, well, this damn it, plate tectonic storytelling. Exactly. So, but yeah. So, Bree, shout out to my geology majors out there. <laughs> so instead of stripping stripping Brian of the belt, Bree quit and slapped mm-hmm. Steph. Which in a one move I quit match. Mm-hmm. And they heard like <laughs> yeah, Steph ran to the back like holding back tears or something, mm-hmm. which. I hate when they have women do that on the show. It's a weird thing it for her, twice. too, who is just, like, She's pitched the as the meanest bitch, bitch is, ever. Yeah. yeah, for real. And also that, like, Brie gets to call her a bitch and when that is, like, the, an un-PG word. Mm-hmm. And that... Hey, we got a little cleavage tonight. We got a bitch. You know, yeah. we're inching but, our way back to the Attitude Era. But nice. where nice. does Daniel Bryan go from here? Like, is he still... So he's still the champ, but, yeah. like... I would guess that he's probably... Uh, recuperating well enough that he'll defend his title mm. at the next pay per view. That's what you're speculating by him not being completely ousted. I think yeah. he'll be out till SummerSlam. You think? Mm. I don't know. Like you can't. They can't have another pay per view where the title is not defended. Eh. They could do what they did back in the old days when they didn't want the title to change a new title to be crowned added in your house. That they would just have a draw or a fuck that. Like like when. Mankind versus The Rock mm-hmm. at uh, St. Valentine's Day Massacre, if you all remember, back in 1999. Mm-hmm. The, the last pay-per-view before... <laughs> the second to last pay No, it was the last pay-per-view before Mania that year. Yeah. And, yeah, it was just a double knockout. Like, they both hit... Pe- like, mm-hmm. Mankind and Rock just hit each other with chairs in the head at the same yeah. time. Knockout, count to ten. Oh, no title change hands. Like, so, they could even have a title, the match that could decide the new champion mm-hmm. and just have an indecisive end and... Brian could still not be champ. I I heard he was the new host of Piper's Pit, which is Mm. oh, just fantastic. You can do that to kill time. Mm. (laughs) Actually, I wanted to jump back very quickly. The CM Punk chance. I I feel like uh, Paul Heyman did a way better job. He did. It was still cheap. I cannot believe how much the Ham and Eggers just ate that. It was the most 1980s like. Yeah. Well, CM Punk isn't here because he's out with the local sports team. Ah, never forgets. That was the whole thing. Believe did too. He came out. He's like. They won't. Local sports team won't win their match, and they <laughs> well, played that card twice tonight. Come yeah. on. So look, I agree that it is it is cheap heat. It is the yes. cheapest of heat. But when you're in a town who that night is yeah. in Game Seven of the playoffs, if you yeah. don't yeah, yeah. talk about it, it yeah, would be yeah. the elephant in the room. Like, that's so true, that's true. they may as well do it. Like if they just showed up in New York. And just right now, and said like the Yankees suck or something like <laughs> fuck the Knickerbockers. <laughs> well, no, they might sound terrible. I don't ever want to pronounce that full name. Yeah. The Brooklyn Nets are overpaid and overhyped. <laughs> whatever, oh! whatever team is on Dave's hat. <laughs> 
I'd rather be with the Red Sox tonight. <laughs> so there you go. Perfect. So Henry, the the Kings won, and they're no. Do you want to do you want to cut a promo against them right now? <laughs> Uh, I do. You LA Kings and all you jocks gonna beat up our video game fans outside. Well, you better be ready this year because we've been playing a lot of violent video games and we're ready to put those skills to good use this year. That's and there's no other place to bring that up. I'm not going to E3 this year, but every year, right when E3 closes, it overlaps with what either the Lakers or the Kings playing or both, and and it's like this awful, awful ordeal. Hey, Clippers. For, who are the, cl- the Clappers? Well, they don't play the fucking Staples Center, though, right? They no, they don't do. play in Dallas. What? They do. They just never make it that far in the playoffs. <laughs> oh, okay. If they were to make it in the playoffs, then they would play at the Staples. They are better like, than the Lakers now, so. Mm-hmm. NBA crazy. talk. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I just, Real like, sports. But, yeah, the Brian Staples Double. Center is right there in downtown L.A., yeah. and it's, like, I remember, I think it was, Dave, were you there? No, it was me and Ryan Taljonic and Charles Barrett. And we had just left in the Nintendo. Matt News Barrett. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we had, we had just left this Nintendo press event that was after. Well, there was also some bad news. <laughs> Your wife's pregnant. I'm afraid I've got some bad. No, well, their bad news. Their bad news was uh, Nintendo Land. But anyway, <laughs> That's what's going on. but when we left it, the uh, there was like eerie quiet on the streets, and we saw like cops on horseback. I was like, this is weird. What? My God, the, the Kings game is almost over. Get, get a cab. We got to get a cab right now. <laughs> uh, Logan Decker had a, a the tweet like got him thousands of followers. A five star tweet. It was a five star tweet. Some something about acknowledging much. people say video games cause violence. Yet when we leave E three and walk through the Lakers stadium, thousands of police officers expecting riots. And he <laughs> said it more in 140 <laughs> characters, which was impressive. <laughs> Bam! I, I don't know. I did love that point. I do like the idea that you are a biased sports fan based completely on practical reasons of I will be in this place during yeah. this time and I need you to not be there <laughs> well, drunk. And the Blackhawks are like uh, CM Punk loves the Blackhawks. He's oh, been well. going to their Henry to is their wearing a CM Punk games. shirt at the moment. He was going to their playoff games and like that was it was a true thing Paul Heyman said. He's like, oh, he thinks just to sidestep them even thinking mm-hmm. CM Punk might show up. He's like. CM Punk won't be here. He's clearly in LA watching your team lose, losers. Like so it 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 was cheap heat on your team's gonna lose thing, but also cheap heat of like, seriously, CM Punk's not here. He doesn't want to be here. He hates you guys. There were levels. There were levels yeah. there. Because yeah. Paul Heyman's the man. That's why. Alright, so moving on to the next match was Bad News Barrett versus Rob Van Dam. That was a good match. Good. Yeah. Still, okay. I, I was looking at my phone the most in that match. Rob Van Dam is looking real old. Yeah. When he does not didn't, shave and leaves that stubble on, didn't and... even bother to shave his shoulders for a match. <laughs> Disgusting. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. I would swear thirty. I'm a hairy guy. This is I think you miss like forty percent of the pay per view looking at uh, looking at pictures on the internet. Yep. Yeah. That pictures, one with Squidward though. and the Attack on Titan, though, man, <laughs> it's worth a look. I did like Henry's uh, description of RVD at this point. Is jobber to the stars. Yeah. <laughs> no, and that's what he is. Well, yeah, he's just he is the. He is a part-timer. Like, yeah. that's his thing. Like, so he comes in, and he's he's a big enough name, and yeah. he, he can establish guys who, like, deserve to be established. Like, finally, Barrett, who has been, like, nothing for three years now. <laughs> yep. He was so good as the leader of Nexus, and then it just, like, he, like, he was on his way to being a world champ, and then just nothing happened. I just like him that he's, he's very articulate on those documentary packages. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of the good, uh, yeah, talking heads mm-hmm. for... The, it, I I hope they get paid extra for those things that they're like but they don't. Well, you're a full time <laughs> you're a full time wrestler, but time for you to sit down for three hours and just say 
All right, here's this topic. Say 20 minutes on uh, What are we doing? We're doing uh, WTF moments. We're doing an Ultimate Warrior package. And fuck, Rey Mysterio? Is he on to... No, 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 not today. The Legacy <laughs> Doink? Ugh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Barrett... Hornswoggle's I- world? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I also like that Barrett went pretty much over clean, mm-hmm. too. Like, he didn't super cheat. Yeah. Yeah. But I like Rob Van Dam. He's, so, he's a part-timer, so he'll never win anything of importance yep. anymore. Nope. He's just going to... He's going to have the Dave... Uh, he'll schedule. Be, well, he'll be the, <laughs> yeah, he'll be. Well, it seemed like Dave was gonna get to win a lot, but unlike like Chris yeah. Jericho, every time he comes back, it's a mega loser, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it is starting to hurt his standing. Like when he first came back and faced CM Punk, mm-hmm. like you were thinking, yeah, he could he could maybe win the world title, and then slowly but surely, like. Maybe he could beat Dolph Ziggler, and then it's like, oh, he's getting jobbed to Dolph Ziggler. Great. Maybe he'll beat Fandango. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Miss Fandango. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Miss him. I'll still never forgive that. Come on. <laughs> Where is Fandango at TM? No one knows. I know he's been making out with Summer a lot on TV. No. Uh, oh, wait. Oh, no, not Summer. Layla. Layla. Yeah. That's right. Great. He's making Summer jealous, isn't he? Yeah. Okay, so next match was a uh, Cena. It was a uh, John Cena versus Bray Wyatt last man standing match. Their cool. best match. It was, I, a, it was a good finish. Yeah, I actually was not paying a lot of attention to this match. I was like, I was getting clips for this episode, but I heard it was way better than yeah. the previous match. Well, their previous match was that was balls. yeah the terrible like, <laughs> because uh, like Steel Cage uh, a boy but the kids sing yeah sings in his face and makes that him was lose. terrible. One of the like Cena had to almost win eight times and get screwed over yeah. that many times like. Yeah. You can have like two or three, but if if Bray needs to be saved that many times, then he's a loser. Like then he could never beat John Cena. And at least this time, there were a few moments of like, well, it looks like he's could beat him. It is, it is really. I I don't know. I was ugh, I was groaning when the match started, and I was fucking super entertained by the time it was over. It was a hardcore match, like yeah. way harder than their extreme rules match. Yeah. Like, it was. Uh, it's funny too because like we we're talking about how like was this pre well, believe. This is no, post Believe. Yeah. Did we talk uh, about Believe? Yes. Yeah. That's the greatest thing ever? Oh, yeah, we did. Sorry. <laughs> Butters got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <Brain's> going. <laughs> but yeah, they broke all those tables, yeah. like yeah. hit people really hard with chairs. Like, but we're also talking about like the weird just, well, the Usos need to be here, otherwise it's a fucking slaughter, so mm-hmm. here are the Usos. Mm-hmm. Nothing will come of this. It's just, hey, I'm a face, you're a face, let's face together for a night <laughs> or two. We're buddies. Yeah. We'll watch yeah. out for you. Like, well, literally, the last month of Raw and SmackDown has been John Cena with the Usos against the Wyatts. Yeah, and it's been, like, various, various permutations of that. Yeah. Like, yeah. But Cena looks good in his match. He's still, like, I don't like him, but I never will, probably. Right. But they made him hit people with chairs, and, you know, he put them through that uh, the, is that Is that un-Cena? What? Cena never uses it To anything. put people through tables and well, hit people with chairs. Well, in the Ruthless Aggression era, oh, as, okay, as okay. WWE <laughs> Uh, like the, aggression. Well, yeah. So here's here's it's the like era. the Bronze Age, but <laughs> well, I it's think in Civilization, the new game. From well, I learned the I learned the terminology from the last WWE 2K game, but like mm. I think they put it as like it's the Hulkamania era into the new generation, into the Attitude era, mm-hmm. into the Ruthless Aggression era, into the Proto-Baroque. WWE Universe <laughs> era. Okay. We're currently and in that era. They called it Ruthless Aggression. I believe it was coined because it was SmackDown versus Raw and mm-hmm. that Vince was like, I want to see Ruthless Aggression between uh, okay. you two. But, uh, yeah, and I so, don't want to say anything else. So Cena back then, like he bled all the time. He was a big bleeder. He'd get in he- heavy-ass matches. Oh, and, all right. 
Like, that is my blackout period for WWE knowledge. Yeah. I was not there. One of my the gas leak here. There's another one I watched <laughs> it, when Cena won the title for the first time at WrestleMania. It's such a cool moment because he just falls back into a crowd. Mm-hmm. But but I noticed watching it on the uh, WrestleMania rewind show that he falls into like a dozen Japanese tourists who like <laughs> uh, who got prime real estate. So it's just these like three Japanese ladies super fans just like hugging him like yeah John Cena you won like uh, I know if like WWE was doing the casting they would want like Americans hugging him and not Japanese <laughs> people so that makes it more entertaining too that's what they that's the shot they have to live with right 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 alright so the ne- next match was Paige versus Alicia Fox which was that was a good match yeah, it was really good yeah. yeah though I hear the NXT Divas match this week was way better I, uh, yes uh, if we're I, gonna talk about that later maybe but not talk really, about it now uh, the the NXT like the the developmental league for WWE mm-hmm. they have their own like special events on the WWE network and they had one this week NXT Takeover, Takeover. and the best match it was like it's only five matches but the best match was the NXT Women's Championship yeah. match it was hear- Natalia versus Charlotte who's Ric Flair's daughter mm-hmm. it's really good and that charlotte could end up being the best flair child at, at wrestling yeah better than <laughs> david flair that's surprising well, i can't believe it well, what's his name what was that guy? david flair david flair well, oh my god reed, reed flair did love that try guy. his hand at wrestling oh, yeah. too was that a dead one <sighs> yeah yep he's, he's not your he, kid he passed on what about old nature is he the adopted son Mm, he is. Yeah. Well, Ric Flair was like in his daughter's corner for the match, and when he when she won, he like flipped out and was like crying and like super happy. But he like cries as a drop of a hat. Yeah, that's true. Like, he cried that, at the thing that we. That's what happens to sixty year old guy. Like the older you get, like your emotions <laughs> yeah. are just all over the place. I, well, especially like my grandfather, the admiral. Like you put on a nineteen forty station on satellite radio and just reduced <laughs> to mush. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that's probably more the result of many years of illicit drug use. Than well. It is. And also, like, testosterone is all fluctuating and stuff. But it's also, like, that probably meant something to him. Like, his his daughter winning, like, a a major title in a great, like, the best match of the night. One of the best women's matches I've ever seen. Mm. The poor Natalia that she is, like... That she had Brett in her corner and not J- Neidhart. Like yeah. her dad is Jim Neidhart. Like Brett is her uncle by marriage, yeah. which is which is which is a close relation. And he is definitely the biggest name that could be in her corner. Like That's Jim Neidhart is not on the level of Ric Flair. Yeah. Though I have also heard that Jim Neidhart is just like yeah, there's videos really of him like messed up right out or <laughs> some yeah. weirdness. Before before we, I just want to plug whoever that guy is who did Stone Cold ET ordering drive through has a great <laughs> Ric Flair at the drive through. Oh thing. really? Yeah, just him like. Sh- Jimmy in a suit through the. <laughs> oh, but Paige, Paige and Alicia was great. I thought, yeah. especially yeah, she had right. a really great suplex that where yeah. it was that full bridge shit. Yeah, and Alicia's like the the. I love being, she's going crazy. Being the yeah, no, also, yeah being known to be yeah. to be nuts is super cool. It's weird. It's I, so fun. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to be non-feministy about it, but it like, but someone who like loses poorly is really entertaining to watch. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. instead of like crying like Natalia, does pouring shit on her head like the the clip from like whatever I love that I one of her getting. She's ah! after she beat Paige in a non-title mm-hmm. match. She starts like super celebrating, dancing around, like puts on the king's crown, mm-hmm. and then dances on the like barrier, and then picks up a coke and just pours it on her <laughs> face. Like it was so silly. She I is the female that. Dean Ambrose. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And then Paige just looked awesome. Like, and I love her finisher. That's such an awesome finisher. It is. It's 
really and, good. And she doesn't fucking like uh, she didn't shortcut it like get on one knee or whatever. No, I mean that is a deep squat. Yeah, yeah that was a really tough match. They mm-hmm. really did a nice job with that mm-hmm. shit. Boy, so different from like AJ. Oh man, remember all the divas matches that were just like the total divas versus the not total divas. Yeah, and people lose to a drop kick. <laughs> <laughs> that is the low point. <laughs> Losing to a drop kick. That's a finisher. All right, so moving on to the main event, the Shield versus Evolution. That which, was some match, and that that was, that was better than last one. So yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I didn't think it happened yeah. because they kept doing the fucking Jack in the Box technique to everybody who's not Roman Reigns. Like yeah. hide <laughs> somewhere in the Civic Center and then jump <laughs> out when we least yeah, expect that's it. That's true. Well, there was no. I loved the in the last one, Dean Ambrose running across the announce tables, and then hitting, you know, there was nothing. I, I still liked last month's a little better, to be honest. Well, the, this one got more hardcore. Mm-hmm. That's true. But, uh, and especially, like, I was wondering when they were... Seth Rollins was missing after Dean yeah. Ambrose jumped on. I was like, well, where did he jump from? Well, not from the Titan draw. Like, that's too high. Like, nope, he fucking did it. Like, yeah. Seth Rollins takes way too many risks, and I worry about the day it'll catch up with him. But... There was, like, it, a spot earlier in the match where he, like, did something out of the barricade and... His like head hearing, bounced yeah. off it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, he's kind of got... That's his thing, is the smallest guy on the shield. Mm-hmm. Like, he's got to be crazier. Yeah. Like, because right. he's, he's not physically imposing. Is he any smaller than Ambrose, to be honest? Like, I swear I they're probably is, within... Yeah. I get the feel he is just, like, 10% smaller yeah, even, right, right, but... Right, right. Ambrose is burlier than he looks. Mm-hmm. It also was weird to see. Like I forgot Ambrose had a finisher. Like I swear I've yeah, never seen him that's, do a, that's finisher. a dirty not a deeds good finisher either. Dirty deeds. Well, terrible name for finisher. Well, terrible that, name for finisher. And it is what a front. It's like a bulldog with no run up basically. Yeah. Well, that's why they had to make it stronger off a chair just yeah. to make it clear. Like that was the other thing too. Like they were beating main eventers that who in a one on one match Dean Ambrose would I don't think ever get oh, to beat no, absolutely not. Randy Orton. So that's why it had to be like oh it's off a chair or when they pin Triple H. It has to be two finishers in a row. He has to get yeah. Rollins's knee that whole and then a spear. Of, that whole gimmick of the match was great, though, where it was like it's an elimination match, and literally no one was eliminated. The entire mm-hmm. match was yeah. three on three on yeah. three, and then everyone just basically got cleared out. And it was like that was a cool idea. I like. And the that shield a lot. got to be that dominant. That was, mm-hmm. but, but after then, getting their ass dragged through the mud for yeah, a solid ten minutes, that <laughs> evolution like murdered them. So many moves you never see, like the pedigree onto the chair, not, yep. on the floor, on the floor. That move. What was it through the chair where Dean Ambrose? He ate a pretty hard. Move oh yeah, it was chair. like a backbreaker onto back the chair. chair, and yeah, the chair did not bend, and it just and shot then out. And you're all like, all yeah, your spine's <laughs> gonna be fucked up tonight. And then all those cane shots <laughs> on the, the borderline BDSM porn oh, session. God, uh, yeah. Yeah, Roman Reigns After being shirt stripped off and beaten. Yeah, yeah. yep. Was it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> was I wonder if they realized how how gay it was. <laughs> that was yeah. They did get a nice. Uh, yes, in, in 2014, they realized how gay it was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they got a nice close up of all the fucking welts on his back yeah. from the. A close up of Vince's epiphany. This is pretty gay. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing this for what 50 years. <laughs> but I also thought with the elimination match that. It meant you'd get like two on one or whatever, yeah. but it was really just pretty much a full on three on three match. Yeah. And and I also love that like they got to pin Triple H by virtue of what the match is. And like yeah. pinning Triple H is still a big deal. Like mm-hmm. to to get to do that. And you said, Dave, that they the you pointed out that they were definitely teasing a Roman Triple H feud. Like yeah. that they yeah. they took their time when the two of them were staring each other down. 
And the audience was super into it too. Like they weren't chanting CM Punk then. <laughs> but I mean, really, isn't that the? I mean, everyone's been saying forever that you know Roman Reigns is the one that's going to get plucked out. Well, they're all the future. They all like yeah. they can all, but it will be Reigns like number right. one. He's the big muscle guy who has five moves, and that's what you need to be. He's the biggest. He's also <laughs> being. He's being booked with the least personality. He's mm-hmm. just the leader. Yeah. When he does a punch, he cocks his fist like a gun. Like a gun. <laughs> yeah. It's you see the shotgun shell come out of his forearm. I was going to say, like, Popeye. Well, and just the thing where he punches the ground before yeah. he goes for it. Like, it's all very... It's Agent all Smithy. It's all where Corey grabbed. And especially, like, once he was the last uh, eliminated at Royal mm-hmm. Rumble, you're like, well, okay, then he's next year's Rumble yeah. winner. Or he'll be champ before the Rumble. And it feels like they may have to accelerate that a bit with uh, Daniel Bryan out, right? Well, it depends. We'll, we will see. Yeah, I'll probably be back by next pay-per-view. But, nah, uh, I, I'm saying SummerSlam. I still say SummerSlam. Yeah. Well, no way. If he's injured after neck surgery, there's no way they're going to put him like, okay, it's time for your ladder match. Like, right, there, yeah, there's yeah. money in the bank or whatever. Like, it'll have to be a normal match at least. Jo- yeah. Just have Bo leave job for you for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that, uh, that, that covers the card. Uh, we'll be back shortly with some audio stuff. <gasps> Hey, welcome to the Cheap Podcast Break. This is your boy D. Rudden coming at you with some quick and dirty analysis of Monday Night Raw. Uh, the Shield is no more. That was a pretty shocking ending. Came out of nowhere, obviously. Just 24 hours prior, they were having an intense brawl. But I can get behind the idea that it made an offer that he couldn't refuse. And I, I think Seth Rollins might actually be the smartest member of the Shield to spin off into the into evolution, at least. Because while he's great in the ring, he's not the best on the microphone and having... Randy Orton and Triple H as uh, teammates will help him evolve, no pun intended. Reigns and Ambrose can, uh, you know, maybe have a tag team run or they can break off and do single stuff. So I'm interested to see where things go from there. Otherwise, I wasn't really that interested in this week's Raw. There were a couple of good tag team matches. It's sad that Ziggler isn't even getting in money in the bank. Del Rio is just as... Uh, unlikely a winner at this point, I'd say. At least uh, the next pay-per-view won't have the same three matches that the last three months have had. So be interesting to see what sort of rivalries pop up in the next few weeks. So moving on to plugs, please subscribe, rate, and review uh, Cheap Popcast on iTunes. It really helps. I've been uh, upping the production of the show a bit. Hope you guys have enjoyed it, and uh, I'm hoping that it'll lead to more listeners, more visibility on iTunes. And of course, you should do this for all of the Laser Time Network shows. Subscribe, rate, and review to Laser Time, VG Empire, Cape Crisis, and VG Apocalypse. You can support us by purchasing t-shirts from the Laser's Time store for any of the aforementioned podcasts. You can donate, or you can uh, simply click on any Amazon link on any part of the Laser Time podcast site make a purchase in that same visit and we'll get some money from that go to a uh, lasertimepodcast.com twitter.com slash laser time show facebook.com slash laser time podcast and two things that have popped up recently laser time network on youtube and twitch.tv slash laser time uh, as many ways as you can support us would be much appreciated uh, i'll let you get back to the rest of the show.
And now back to Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. Sierra Hotel, India, Echo, Lima, Delta, Shield. Flare drive through. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. You got to see the suit and the white yeah. hair. It's like it's really good. I'm a little upset that he's in a car doing the order. Like he should be doing the flare strut into. The... <laughs> but he does it by this sign, and that's yeah. what, that's the greatest oh. thing. <laughs> strut, strut, love that. You know, I I was. It's, it's what my dad does every time he wants mm. to look cool. He does. I, he doesn't even know he's doing Ric Flair. <laughs> I, that's just what old guys do to look cool. Mm. But I read the. I was. I was. Putting together a list of wrestling books that I've read and enjoyed, and first off, I was shocked to see that "Have a Nice Day" is not available in Kindle, which is like what a failure. But you can get Hardcore Diaries, which like sucks compared to "Have a Nice Day." Hardcore Diaries is just Mick Foley whining for thirty pages for for like three hundred pages, like Vince McMahon will listen to me, me. (laughs) But no, I mean I think he's got some good points. But the Ric Flair one, I was thinking back to Ric Flair one, and like now it's a decade old. And, like, it is so dated because when it comes to the conclusion of the book, he's just like, and I'm happily married now to two wives ago now. <laughs> <Working> <laughs> love of my life. Working like, at WCW. <laughs> no, no. Using no, the, my Apple Newton. The arc of it is his... <laughs> <Beat up> Martin. <laughs> the arc of it is his 70s and 80s career into the 90s. 90s, him getting disrespected by WCW, it destroying his self-worth, yeah. and then Triple H rebuilding his self-worth, which is totally the story WWE wants to tell about mm. Ric Flair's life, wh- mm. no matter how true it may or may not be. Mm. The my problem... S- my son's alive and well, and... Yep. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking for it. Reed is going to win it all. And Chris Benoit will always have a family. <laughs> yeah, Crispin, I love Crispin Wall. He's one of my favorite wrestlers. I have unlimited respect for him. But it's like I remember he had like a, a beef with Bret Hart and Mick Foley yeah. in that book. And like after that book, eh, I don't think he cares anymore. No, well, mm-hmm. I mean, well, here's one thing. He he called him a glorified stuntman. stuntman. Yeah. That was the that was the money quote from it. Glorified stuntman. Mm-hmm. But then Rick and him had matches at TNA, and we saw them at that SummerSlam thing mm-hmm. that, that got Jr. fired. And they were friendly, but then on uh, on the WrestleMania uh, Legend special that was mm-hmm. on the network, like the one I talked about, where Ric Flair just cries his fucking eyes out because mm-hmm. he sees footage of his last match where Reed was there. On that same one, he has the nerve to tell Mick Foley that he overstayed his welcome. Jeez. He says, "Like <laughs> you know Jesus. what, you stayed too long, Mick. You should have. You should have left wow. when you had the chance." I was like. You're saying that to him? He left 20 years before you fucking did. Like, yeah. you look like a sad old man who was given the best send-off mm-hmm. in, that you could ever get in wrestling. Yeah. And then you're like, no, nah, I can still do it. And you embarrassed yourself for five more fucking years. Like, you should have... How dare you even say that to Mick Foley, man? Like, yeah. uh, speaking of overstaying welcomes, ah. uh, I've got more 
USA yes! uh, movie clips. Oh boy! I've only got two this time because oh, I've got so a, I've got a different audio source that I'll. Graham, uh, have you get... heard these before? I have not. So with the premise of being the WWE Network has left in a lot of their commercial spots from like the early nineties. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, and, I have heard yeah, one the, of these. And, yeah. So early nineties Monday Night Raw. Um, yeah, having wrestlers do ro- live reads with copy they've yeah. never read before. Usually to talk, Macho Man. To, usually Macho Man to talk about what's coming up next on the USA. Oh, yeah, board. new episode is still, still stalking. It's a lot like <laughs> well, that. Well, yeah. really, it's a rig. Get your boners <laughs> ready. What was it? The, the, the Jericho syndrome? Yeah, <laughs> Jericho, Jericho fever? But Jericho no, fever. it was, yeah, it was a rib on, in a way, it was a rib on Macho Man. Yeah. Like they were giving him shit, and he shouldn't have been an announcer <laughs> anyway. Hey, remember when you were champion? Now read this thing about, uh. Yeah. No wonder Mark Hamill and Terry Fisher. No wonder he left for the Duck- weird science TV show. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder he left for Duck- new WCB. episode of Duckman. Jason Alexander <laughs> is a private dick family man. He left. <laughs> he left for WCW like within that year. It yeah. makes sense with that kind of shit they were having him say. Like it was disrespectful yeah. to him. Maybe he was also having sex with an underage Stephanie McMahon. Who knows? But. <laughs> I believe the the opinion I heard from the million dollar man once when I was talking to the million dollar man like oh. I always do <laughs> as you do a Ted you mean Ted that uh, <laughs> the, that uh, the Ted said that uh, he gave the, me a Ted talk Ted's, reason, <laughs> Ted's reasoning was that Macho Man did this whole like he was saying he was like I'm the most loyal guy there is here they're buying up people at WCW not gonna happen to me and then he gave a whole speech in front of the whole locker room of just like. Guys, we got to steadfast together. Like we're we're strong together. We're not gonna we're not gonna sell out to the WCW. And then like next week, boom, gone. Went straight to WCW. Took the Slim Jim's contract with him. Wow, that's the sweetest plum. It, <laughs> Vince, just to say that. Vince lost millions. Vince lost millions on that Slim Jim deal because yeah. they wanted that's they wanted awesome. Randy. I that's love margins. A, a bunch of guys <laughs> in the suit. I I don't see the Slim Jim stuff working with Hacksaw. I just, well, they tried to give it to Warrior, yeah. and Warrior didn't do a bad job. But That's the closest proximity. But you sure. got to hear, like, yeah. he can say, Stop it, or Slim Jim! But no, even when he wasn't in the commercials for years, it was still his voice. Mm-hmm. Never do it! Yep. I can't even do it anymore. God. All right, mean? so here's so the uh, old. <laughs> here's the first USA movie promo clip. All right. So we're going to uh, guess? Yeah, the movie these is. are both very guessable. Okay. Well, Macho Man, we've got a very special event coming up Saturday here on USA. <laughs> Ah, got it. Close Encounters. Yeah. Of the third kind. I didn't even want to say it. It was mm. so obvious. Shut up. Never seen it. I'm the one who got Sea of Love. <laughs> you never Let's seen it. Let's not forget that. Yeah. Do you like Francois Truffaut? Mm-hmm. You Do would, you want you to like see it. him acting in a film? No. Oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you borrow it. It's really, really good. You it would love really it. It's really good. You would love it. Though, as I my I really liked it, and then I read this uh, history on 70s film that explained the ending. It is, uh, it is that it was all about the infanti- infantilizing men, and that all these men who should have grown up through the Vietnam War, like now Spielberg and Lucas were showing up to say, like, nah, be a kid. You be a kid again. Forget your family. Like, just, he really just, does abandon just his go, family very fast. Just abandon your family, go into the spaceship, huh. and let aliens hug you and that's like <laughs> and seriously the, the film ends with aliens you hugging go to six flags. Like, yikes All but right. it's a great film it's, it is it's, great. it's beautiful it's the last thing you ever wrote yeah. i believe is it sad that when i found that clip i said this means something <laughs> <laughs> makes me want potatoes uh, <laughs> All right, let me play the rest of the clip for the truth they pull some gutters of the third kind i think that's close encounters of the third kind <laughs> whatever the usa movie saturday night 
It's hey. time for the drop-in. <laughs> this JR, this was this before or after he had been fired by McMahon? Like, this was before. Like, okay. this was when, like, I, I'm betting this clip took place when Vince, it was. It was during the his trial. trial cause, oh, because he wasn't there. Yeah, so, like, uh, later on, I'll, there'll be clips from this weird episode. It's the first episode back. Uh, oh, for Vince? Vince? Yeah, and, and like... Uh, Macho Man is just saying various things throughout the episode, like, yeah, you beat the U.S. judicial system, didn't you? <laughs> and, and it's like this weird thing where it's like Vince can't admit to being, like, yeah. Vince is, I'm just the announcer. But he's also yeah. like, oh, come on, Macho Man. Did you, do you recall the 9-11 SmackDown? Whoa. The, no. Uh, okay, like, on the 9-11 SmackDown, well, so, they taped SmackDown on Tuesdays, but 9-11 on a Tuesday, and so they're like, well, we can't do it. We're canceling the show today. Sure. But then uh, comes Thursday when they were going to air it taped. They're like, no, we're doing it live from the same arena. We're going to show these terrorists. And we're not going to stop. And we're going to do. And that, like, they were real proud of themselves for doing it. They said, like, it was a real outlet for people after that. Like, they got to feel good again or something. It was just hey, a fun. if the inter- Assaulted Nuts comedy troupe doesn't perform, right. then the terrorists <laughs> win. But they also, and they point out, I think they might be right, that they're one of the first, like, entertainment mm-hmm. groups that mm-hmm. did anything new after 9-11 like uh-huh. they were one of the first people to do live entertainment but the nation but during that but i bring this up because during it at some point stephanie so they treat it they film it yeah. the same way they do a dead wrestler show which is Whoa. they have everyone comes uh, out and then the bell rings they have storyline free matches well yeah everybody comes out at the start storyline uh-huh. free matches with clean finishes and then backstage testimonials and on one of them, like, mm-hmm. Steph is going, like, somehow is comparing 9-11 t- to the steroid trial and her father being, like, uh, I was like, what? Why are you do-? Like, she she took it very seriously. It's like, how dare, like, it's there. It's a witch hunt. Just like, I, I don't want to put words in her mouth, but she definitely tried to connect those two somehow. That has, I'm I was like, maybe don't talk. Look, 9-11 did a lot to all of us. We all were pretty crazy that week. Yeah, because if they don't perform, the terrorists win. And they were on a real streak. In the WWF mm-hmm. at that time, well, yeah. they had. I'm, I'm assuming there was a group called the Terrorists. Well, That's the only that that they, were, they were certainly playing <laughs> Arab characters. That there was a terrorist attack storyline, and like a couple years later, remember they all attacked the the Undertaker, like yeah, a bunch of dudes that. in black hoods. Came well, the, out. the Rhodes brothers dressed as buildings. Mm-mm. That was as far as they went. <laughs> it's they, a metaphor they, here. I can't <laughs> quite see it. That was as far as they went, and then they stepped back from that. Jeez. Anyway, enough 9/11 memories. Yeah. Now uh, let, let's play another. Here's another. This should be another easy guess. So. Well, I'll tell you something, Macho Man, it's, it's at that time of the program again where... What's that? Good old drop-in coffee. Hey, man, it's what's making you pay them. Absolutely. Oh, my God. All right, Wednesday, he left the faraway kingdom to give New York the royal treatment. Eddie Murphy... Coming to America. Yeah. Your royal penis is clean. <laughs> royal penis is clean. <laughs> mm-hmm. Coming to America, a USA movie special Wednesday night at 9, 8 Central Time. And tell me I didn't do fantastic. You were absolutely off the page. I was better than that. <laughs> fucking love this. Well, uh, at least I think Ross is a little nicer to him yeah. than uh, like Vince. Give me some positive feedback, please. No, Vince, Vince is actually giving him on-air notes. In no, the form yeah, of, like passive aggressive. Vince, uh, Vince does uh-huh. have all the, you, you didn't. You almost screw got that it right up. that time. Huh. Yeah, you great. almost got it right. That's almost what was on the page. <laughs> well, I love when you can hear the real Vince come out in the commentary. It was like. 
Well, yeah. that was almost a suplex, I suppose. Yeah, sure, Someone hearing a boss scold somebody live on the air. <laughs> I do remember hearing that Jim Ross's one-man show, mm-hmm. he, he, he wow. said that... Jim Ross's one-man improv. <laughs> he said that we, we got to go see Jim Ross's one-man show if it comes to town. But, uh, but anyway. No, Dad, I don't want to be on the football team. <laughs> <laughs> well, really, it's just him. I want to take piano lessons. <laughs> <he's, he laughs> <tells, laughs> I want to dance. He tells stories for 45 minutes, and then it's Q&A for 45 yeah. minutes. But when he was up there, he said that he, in one of his shows, he said that Macho Man was the hardest uh, broadcast, the worst broadcast partner he ever worked with, or the one that was the hardest for him to work with, Like, which I believe. I mean, yeah. Macho's a bad announcer. The OSW review for WrestleMania 9, they just like bring up how many dumb like non sequiturs he just mentions during mm-hmm. the pay-per-view, like... Oh, man, if we're yeah. mentioning OSW review, let me say, listen mm-hmm. to the one for ECW 2005 One Night Stand that they just put out. It is so good, mm-hmm. especially because, like, they I didn't know they had alternate commentary for it by JBL mm-hmm. that they re-recorded over, over Styles and stuff, mm-hmm. and it was amazing. The, the JBL commentary, he is, like, shitting on every match. Yeah. When he throws somebody through a table, they go. he goes, like, Oh, what a maneuver. What a great move. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Uh, the, old School Wrestling. This is o- oh, OSW Review, the most okay. recent episode, yeah, Old you. School Wrestling Review. But it's is this three, yeah. yeah. It's an ECW pay-per-view, and he's up in the rafters sitting with a bunch of WWE guys, and he's mic'd for some reason throughout the whole thing, and he's drinking, too. Good. So it's Good. like, like yeah. I need a beer. If I, I need to be drunk if I'm going to get through this thing. Wait, this, this happened live as the event was happening? No. Okay, no, no. sorry. They put it on the DVD, I think. Yeah, they replaced yeah. the audio partially because Joey Styles yeah. said that some guy should kill himself, and then that guy killed himself. Oh, no. <laughs> Joey Styles said, like, oh, yeah, he says he did a suicide dive. Too bad he didn't succeed. Cut to a couple years later, Mike Awesome hangs himself. He succeeded. Fuck. <laughs> Chris, right. you say the things we say here have no bearing on the future. Uh, <laughs> yeah, boy, when they when Jaden Smith murders his family Stop in three it. months mm. from now, we're going to feel pretty bad Put about me out there as a defender of Jaden Smith. You're going to have to live with yourselves. <laughs> At least we'll have something to replace Benoit in the vernacular. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he, Jaden Smith, his family. Oh, God. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, I, I yeah. Oh, morbidly hope, comes, comes true. That's the only way that family can end. <laughs> More stories. All right. More, uh, more uh, so what I'm going to do now is it's kind of the cheap podcast, ever, cheap podcast version of who wore it better. I, <laughs> I found throughout the first two years of Monday Night Raw, there were two instances where somebody proposed on the show. Ooh. And you would think that proposing on Monday Night Raw would be a classy thing. Yes, yeah, very romantic. Yeah, it turns out it isn't. <laughs> uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll put it to you guys. Who does this better? First, I'm going to play... Uh, Bobby Heenan. This is the first year of Monday Night Raw. Bobby oh, Heenan boy. interacting with a guy who's about to pop the question. Now you see the blonde? That's not her. That's not her. See the guy with the beard? Yeah, that's her. And that's him. Or vice versa. It doesn't really matter. But I am going to make sure that she says no. <laughs> so, good, good start. Pretty great. Right off the bat, like this guy asked Bobby Heenan, can you help me propose to my girlfriend? And he says, I'm going to try to break them up, so good start. <laughs> See, uh, I thought you meant like actual, like the wrestlers proposing. No, no, no. Okay. No, this is like... Audience participation. Yeah, Joe Blow from New Jersey. Because <laughs> uh-huh. like, 
Raw, Raw is almost exclusively in New York for the first year, mm-hmm. so it's like it's live and it's New York, so it's got kind of got that like mostly in the Hammerstein. Yeah, right? so it's got this like underground kind of feel to it, like mm-hmm. old school bo- boxing matches because mm-hmm. there's like women holding up signs while they walk around the ring. It's so like it's very amateurish, the sweaty yeah, suits, yeah. still drinking. Yeah, even compared to like Raw '97, like yeah. it's night and day. Well, you won't you you would not see a actual. Honest to God, wedding proposal at a Monday Night Raw nowadays because nobody like, would care. You would be tackled. No, but it it's would be a like intimate setting. In the, the like we have a we have a new strain of Mountain Dew to promote. We don't <laughs> have time for uh, uh, every second. S- not wrestling has been purchased by a large yeah. conglomerate. Only marriage we're going to see today is the one between Cheetos, five flavors, <laughs> five shapes. <laughs> Cheetos mix <mixed> ups. <laughs> all right, so yeah, all right. So here, here's a. Uh, the the later follow up from Heenan. Did you know some savage? What's the uh, listen to this? I've got Paul Sosakowski. That that's the missus right there with her back turned, with the hair over her face. Maybe she doesn't have her back turned. Maybe that's just her from the front. But that's him. They've been dating five years. Why I don't know. But he is going to propose to her tonight. I'd love to have her, Mrs. Heenan. Oh, oh yeah, she's a charmer. Why don't you back off, Peter? Let's go to the sport. <laughs> Oh, there was a one moment there that looked like 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 Randy had not turned on the faucet to his voice. Do you know something, mm-hmm. Randy? What's that? <laughs> what? having a real uh, Rick moment. <laughs> uh, Morty, it's, Morty, it's not. Morty. They're not going to get married here. I'm not going to let it happen. Morty, <laughs> Morty, I'm not going to let it happen. <laughs> so they're teasing it all night. It's yeah, like, yeah, like very strange. This was, like, I think probably the eighth episode of Monday Night Raw, so they really didn't know what the wow. hell they were doing. So it's like, yeah, let's Fuck hype it. up Fill a air. wedding proposal for an hour. Oh, my God. This, is that what happened? No, it wasn't. That was the main thing that was going on. There was wrestling matches and shit. But still, like, they, they teased it. Yeah. Wow. Also, if you're the kind of person that does this, yeah. fuck yourself. Oh, yeah. yeah. they No, they look like a couple that would, would be uh, engaged on an episode of Monday Night Raw. If you go back and watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Mullets, Kentucky Fried Hair. All that. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Soda bottle bangs. <laughs> Actually, Bobby Heaton is pretty accurate in all of his uh, declarations during those first. There are humanoids. Yeah, (laughs) and here is the actual moment. Nice place to end it, but it's not where. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh-oh. No. oh no! Oh no! At this point, it should just be her answer, and then congratulations. But it's not. Bobby Heenan has something else to ask them. <laughs> Wow! 
Alright, can somebody at Deadspin like put some money behind tracking down the couple and seeing if they're still together? <laughs> I want to see you then and yeah. now. Man. Well, I, I, my next husband proposed to me on Nitro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bobby Heenan, like, God, he had a million one-liners mm-hmm. there. Just at the ready. God damn. Yeah, he made the most of that, for sure. Yeah. I like my think he was spending the whole like night just cooking him up. Like, I'm going to grill this guy at this point. Yeah. At this point. Well, that's what they're doing the entire night is, like, it, they're panning over. Yeah. And he's like... <laughs> If if I if if I was working on that show and you have writers at your disposal yeah. sitting there and like dude let's make let's make something a little more out of this this was way before was WWE yeah. had writers that's right. the thing that only came around around the Attitude Era was Late like 90s. oh we gotta like mm. we have to like write everything they yeah. say you don't just hand somebody a mic it's like you gotta hit these three points mm. improv it yeah but I mean that's what that's why Ric Flair was awesome yeah. That's why Mick Foley had great stuff because he just said what he was thinking. Yeah. Like, that's all another right. thing. All right, so Jesus, you, f- you guys are the funniest <laughs> fucker. Pit that against uh, this is the title of the episode. One uh, <laughs> like uh, a little over a year later, Jerry Lawler doing the same thing, presenting mm-hmm. a couple getting engaged on Monday Night Raw, and this is Pachamania from the start. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Already, already botched it right from Damn. the start. Saying soon to be fiance, like wow, right. yeah, soon to be wife. So yeah, you're not even wow. proposing Waller here. You're confirming that up. Yeah. Mike, right here in front of the world, you have a very special question that you want to ask her. He's ruined right? it. <laughs> yes, I do. He's ruined it already. Well, Because the talk is fighting. Wow, they're gonna man, they, they cut to wow. it. That they're they're squeezing more out of it. Yeah. I, I was disappointed by that because yeah. Lawler. We gotta hear a word from Sparkle Crest. Lawler in those <laughs> days was a great bad guy announcer. Yeah. Like he was so good. So I was expecting a lot more. But Heenan, unless there's more to this. Oh split. no, there's more. Okay. Yeah. So grabs the wife for the wedding cake. As he said, uh, <laughs> he's gonna give her the commercial break to think about it. Uh-huh. And uh, since you can't watch this at this point. Uh, when they return from break, the girl that was proposed to has been brought into the ring. Whoa! The me- the the guy, meanwhile, is still back at his seat. Mm. <laughs> so really, it's Weird. accentuating the romance. It's very Game of Thrones, yeah. stripper naked. And... <laughs> All right, so here is her. Hey, that's one that I lost that reference on. He's like way the fuck out in the stands. Step into it. Say, once you get married, love your husband, honor your husband, and get as much as you can in your name. Ugh, such hacky shit. Yep, if you ever become parents, you gotta let me have one of the puppies, okay? No. Congratulatory kiss. 
He literally dips her and tries to make out with her. <laughs> and his response? Wow, that was Jesus so Christ. Archie Bunker. That was yeah. that was fantastic. Yeah. Like kissing an orangutan with cold sores. That's no a, pig. <laughs> I love uh, I love his stuff. When he was feuding with Brett, yeah. I loved when he would say things like, "You know, when you guys were born, that uh, your the the doctor slapped your father or something, <laughs> like, or uh, slapped your father, slapped your father." Or, puts out I heard stogie. when you're. Uh, <laughs> When Owen was born, that your father wanted a son and your mother wanted a daughter, and they were both right. <laughs> and the guy in the audience writing the Garfield fucking joke book was just scribbling furiously, like, oh, God, I got to get this down. I totally had that joke book. That <laughs> you did? Yeah, the guy I had a joke book. Yeah. I'm going to have to get All right, so I got it at a book fair. That's, yeah. yeah, Scholastic. Shout Majority out. vote from you three. Who wore it better? Who uh, had, who conducted the better marriage proposal? First dude. Is that Bobby Heenan? Yeah, Bobby Heenan at least made the best of an awkward situation, giving mm. the audience reason to laugh, not all at the expense of the physical looks of the woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got to agree. I got to go with Bobby the Brain Heenan. I know he's the king. Is this well, a clean sweep? Henry? Bobby, although Bobby said that... She should go to a biker convention to have him run a train on her. Like, right. That's pretty he implied but that. Hey, but know, what he also uh, didn't say is that they were going to have... But he's implying were, that she should get more... She should have more sex and just be a more experienced that's, woman. That's a like, huge emasculation to be like, how many women have you been with? None. How many dudes have you been with? You gay? Actually, None. And it's just like, yeah, I guess. Maybe marry this chick. You got to settle for this guy. But I also... <laughs> wow. Bobby didn't flub it. He didn't also molest the woman. Like very true. Yeah. Which when there is you, a line <laughs> when you know about like you know like Lawler always like goes too far with women. Like yeah. he's he's pretty tied down now. Probably they just give him like saltpeter before every episode of Raw. But <laughs> castor oil. Yeah, he just was gross. He was always like I wasn't a fan of. His Don't forget puppies. the Schmeckler powder. <laughs> the guy with the like fire hose waiting to spray him down. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I of of course I gotta go with Bobby. I, I'm I'm disappointed uh, because well. I thought I thought the king was great. I even you can find a video of me interviewing Jerry yeah, Lawler really? where I ask him like or I say like I think your best combination as an announcer was with McMahon and you would yeah. say so many awesome mean things to him. Would you ever get together again? And he he seemed genuinely excited to talk about that era because he was like, yeah, I love that era too. I said all these mean things to Vince, and Vince was totally cool with it. Me saying that his hair looked fake and that this was the worst toupees ever had. I could even see the chin strap on it. <laughs> What a fucking shitty dad joke! So good. I was gonna say that's like that's like pre Don Rickles kind of <laughs> yes. one liners. That is borscht belt at its best. <laughs> I love. It. I, I take so my mic, please. So that was a clean sweep, just like the main event of Payback. Hey, hey. bring uh, it back. Yes. So that will do it for this episode of Cheap Popcast. I propose that you <laughs> uh, rate and review the show on iTunes. Yes. Um, give good reviews. Get our visibility up. That would all be great. Uh, what about plugs for you dudes for me laser time the show I don't know what show is going up this week but there will be one uh, the last one was about reboots that don't suck and we ba- we sort of buried it because we had like triple the amount of content laser time usually has mm-hmm. uh, but I, I do want to drive people over to the laser time YouTube laser time network or youtube.com slash laser time network we have 
uh, a top video, a top five video on the stupidest best, the best stupid cart games. And then I put together all this. I'd been streaming awful cart games all week, and I put together a two minute montage. More, there are more famous characters in this video than I think anything <laughs> I've ever seen in my life in two minutes. Uh, and watch that. That song brings me. It's a great source of happiness, and I've, no one's watching it but me, apparently. <laughs> well, the the fact that you brought the uh, you put the WCW mm-hmm. Thunder yeah, and yes. WWF in your house streams on YouTube. The two hour stream with all of us, uh, everyone in this room, from yeah. like three years, ago. two years, ago. that inspired me to find two equally terrible games Ooh, nice. for a future stream. Ooh, so well, look excited. forward to that. Uh, well, there's Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast we do weekly. The most recent episode. Well, who knows when uh, we might have another one out, but we did our long review of Days of Future Past, which was good time was had by all. Also, if you're going back through old Laser Time articles from the recent history, mm. probably on the second page you'll see my article on the best Miyazaki cartoons you've never seen. Mm. So check that out. That. That was a, lot fun. Of, a lot of really good ones. Yep, I wrote it. That's right. Not one of these losers who writes things for the site, but me. <laughs> I was talking about Chris. Chris is a loser who writes for the site. All right. Take that, Chris. Uh, hi, I'm Mike. It's a joke. Uh, it's a joke. <laughs> uh, work at Wikia. We're going to be at E3. Uh, gaming.wikia.com. We're going to be live streaming every day with interesting things. So if you want to hear my opinions on what they show at E3 and what doesn't suck and what's cool, check it out. Thanks. It's just going to be Project Beast all day. <laughs> uh, pretty um, much. <laughs> yeah, I'm eager for that. Well, then Vigigame Vigi Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Yep. And VG Empire mm-hmm. might have a new episode up. I don't know. All right, so to close out the episode, as we do every month, uh, the person who got the most correct answers or correct predictions for the previous pay-per-view, they get their their choice of wrestler theme picked. So last time for Extreme Rules, uh, actually three people got the entire card correct. Wow. And it came down to who corrected the closest main event running time. And, wow. Uh, wow. Uh, a user named Harry Beast forty four won by thirty seconds with his prediction. Wow! Damn. And Harry Beast forty four is apparently not you, Chris. No, nope. I, uh, no. No. I want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> You're already here. Oh. That was fast. <laughs> uh, he picked um, Ice Cube's "Natural Born Killers," oh, sweet, which was New Jack's theme when he's in W or sorry ECW. That's right. Yeah. And he would it would play. It was unique that it would play. During his entrance, obviously, but also during the match, because his matches were so short, and they were just him. Like he wow. would, he would, he would bring a grocery cart full of like trash and weapons to the ring, and he would just beat people up with it in the time that his song would play. Well, that he didn't even like. He would just show up in the middle of somebody else's match. Like that was that was always fun. You were watching ECW yeah. match, and then once Natural Born Killers came on, you're like. Shit, he's gonna be beating people up with shit for three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Though now it's like uh, now he's beating up people to generic domain music. Well, actually, that's why he's cut <laughs> out of most of the old yeah. ECW pay per views because they, mm. they right. can't give her that. And music. this being an actual non WWE song, uh, I'm only gonna play like 30 seconds of it after we finish commenting on it because um, that's how uh, fair use works. I think that's how that's how yeah. I own a copy of the cart, so I can <laughs> oh, uh, uh. All right, so yes, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back soon, maybe next week, maybe in a month. Who knows? There we go.
And uh, here comes New Jack. He's uh, beating us up all with weapons. So that will uh, do it for this episode, Cheap Popcast. I've just been stabbed. Yes. New Jack's a tough guy. Good night. Into the mind of a maniac Doomed to be a killer since I came out the nutsack I'm in a murderous mind state With a heart full of terror I see the devil in the mirror Fuck, fuck, lights out Cause when I grab my sword off Niggas get hard on <laughs> Barrel one, touch your motherfucking flesh Barrel two, touch your fucking heart on your chest You see, I'm quick to let the hammer go click On my tech nine to